You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. Today's episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today is Tuesday, July 6th, and we are now 127 days from Gonzaga's home opener on November 9th. If you want something closer than that, how about this? 96 days from now, craziness in the kennel. Under 100 days remaining. We are three months removed from the national championship, and we're three months away from the first public scrimmage for next season, which means this is the absolute dead middle of the offseason. And sometimes content can be pretty, pretty scarce at this point in time, which is why we are doing what we're doing today, and that is picking one jersey I would buy each year from 1999 until now, if those proceeds went back to the athlete. And we'll get to that in just a minute. Because yesterday was a holiday, there's not really any news and notes to get to besides the U19 World Cup. Chet Holmgren plays this morning, 10.30 a.m. Pacific against Australia. If you are listening to this before 10.30 a.m. Pacific and you want to watch that game, the game's going to be on YouTube. The other thing that I didn't mention yesterday was Umar Balo because he's been playing for Mali in the U19 World Cup, and I want to talk about his performance over the weekend. He's obviously not with Gonzaga anymore, but the fact that he's still playing for Tommy Lloyd over at Arizona for the next couple of years means we'll probably all kind of still keep track of his development. So the two games that he played over the weekend for Mali, he averaged seven points, six and a half rebounds, a team high, three and a half assists, and two and a half blocks. He went six for 19 from the field. And I only watched his game against the United States. And his passing and his hands in general actually looked uh, much improved from his time at Gonzaga. But his touch around the rim and his overall dominance was definitely not at the level that it was at two years ago. I'm still an Umar Balo fan. And I'm really hopeful that Tommy Lloyd and his staff can kind of tap into something that was clearly there at some point in time in the last couple of years. Um, And hopefully he has a nice career in Tucson. Okay, that's all I really wanted to talk about with the news and notes. Let's get to some Jersey talk. Before we do, today's episode being sponsored by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com So this was a topic that was brought up on Twitter on Thursday, and it came up from uh, Tate Frazier of the Titus and Tate podcast. And he said, schools should start selling jerseys of former players and give them the money. So that's what we're going to do today is pretend like that's happening. And I'm going to pick one jersey from each year over the last 20 plus years, starting in Gonzaga's 1999 run. 
and I'm going to give both the name of the player and the jersey type because there's been a bunch of different alternates throughout the years. Um, so I'm going to give you the name of the player that I would choose for that year and the color and type of jersey. All right, here we go. 1999, I'm taking Quentin Hall in the royal blue jersey. There's obviously several candidates from that 1999 team that you can take, but I'm going to take Quentin Hall. I've been going through, if you haven't been following me on Twitter, I've been going through a lot of the older games recently and watching them in their entirety. Quentin Hall was arguably the best player on the court for a majority of that 1999 run. He was unbelievable. I think one of the more underrated shots in Gonzaga history is his three late in the game to beat Stanford, uh, where he was jumping up and down on his way back down the court. And the royal blue jerseys are a classic. They need to have some kind of royal blue alternate come back in like 2022 uh, because those 1999 royal blues are definitely a classic. So, Quinton Hall, royal blue in 1999. 2000, I'm going with Matt Santangelo in the white jersey. And the white jersey back in 2000 still had heavily red numbers and the outline was super red um, and they were kind of cool looking so I'm taking Matt Santangelo for the 2000 season that was his senior year he averaged 13 and a half points six and a half assists and led Gonzaga back to the sweet 16 for the second straight season of course the one person that I'm leaving out of all of this unfortunately is Richie Fromm obviously he deserves a mention but I'm not going to take his jersey here the other name from that 1999 run is who I'm going to take in 2001, and that is Casey Calvary. And I'm going to take Casey Calvary in a navy blue jersey because for some reason, what I imagine, uh, Casey Calvary, it's in blue. Uh, and Casey Calvary was his senior season in 2001. Again, they went back to the Sweet 16, lost to Michigan State in the Sweet 16. But Casey Calvary led the team in points, 19 points, six and a half rebounds. And boy, he played with just an unbelievable uh, thunder to him. Just a monster inside. And he could shoot the three. Uh, I think that's the most, most underrated part of his game. If you didn't know, you should go back and watch those games from 1999 to 2001 and watch Casey Calvary shoot the ball. The dude could shoot lights out from deep. So that's the first three years. Quinton Hall in the Royal Blue in 1999, Matt Santangelo in the White in 2000, and Casey Calvary Navy Blue in 2001. Now we move on to 2002, and I'm taking Dan Dickow, of course, and I'm taking him in the white jersey. Dan Dickow, I think people forget how unbelievable he was for Gonzaga. This was his senior year in the 2002 season. He scored 21 points a game. Uh, but I went back and watched his game against St. Joe's in the New Year's Eve, 2001 New Year's Eve, um, and he was just unbelievable in that game. His 2002 season, he was a first-team consensus All-American, WCC Player of the Year, shot 46% from deep, obviously went on to have an NBA career as well. Uh, but Dan Dickow is my choice for 2002, and then 2003 is going to be Blake Stepp, and I'm taking Blake Stepp in the Navy Blue 2003, Blake Stepp was the WCC Player of the Year. He led the conference in points and assists and three-pointers. He was 16th nationally in three-pointers made. He averaged six assists a game, which is the sixth most in a season in Gonzaga history. Uh, he had 16 assists in a game that season, which is the school record. And for some reason, when I imagine Blake Stepp in my head, I always envision him wearing a blue jersey and never a white jersey. Um, I don't know why. So I'm going to take Blake Stepp, navy blue jersey for 2003. Now we get to 2004, and I'm taking Roni Turioff in the white. This is Roni's junior year. It's not his best season. I think his best season is probably his senior season, where he averaged pretty much a double-double. Uh, but still, his junior year, 15.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 
some thunderous dunks, and just an absolute joy to watch. Unfortunately, that team uh, lost to Nevada in the second round. But Roni Turioff, one of the most underrated and impactful and probably most important players in Gonzaga history. So I'm taking him in the 2004 season. And then the 2005 season, I'm sticking with a big guy. I'm going J.P. Batista. At some point, you've got to get J.P. Batista on the list. Um, so I'm going to take him, his first season at Gonzaga, which was that 2005 year, 12.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, a key cog in that machine. J.P. Batista's best season, of course, came in 2006, but you can't take 2006 without taking Adam Morrison. And of course, in 2006, I'm going to take Adam Morrison. And if you've known me long enough, you know that I love, love, love Adam Morrison in the red alternate jerseys that they had back in the day. I've been wanting a red alternate again uh, for the men's team. The women's team has a red alternate that they wear on the road all the time, and I think it looks awesome. So I've been clamoring for a red alternate for many years now, and I hope they bring uh, that that alternate back at some point. But I'm going to take Adam Morrison in the red jersey. Obviously, his junior year is one of the best seasons in college basketball history. Him and J.J. Reddick going back and forth uh, for that scoring title. Averaged 28 points a game. Consensus All-American, Wooden Award winner. Had his jersey put up in the rafters this past season, which is very much deserved. So move on to 2007. And I'm going to take a Adam Morrison teammate, and that is Derek Rivio. Derek Rivio's senior year in 2007, WCC Player of the Year, averaged 18 points, kind of led that team after uh, Adam Morrison left. One of the best free throw shooters in college basketball history. Certainly the best free throw shooter in Gonzaga history, and it's not even close. Uh, his senior year, he shot 148 for 154 from the free throw line, 96%. I don't think anyone is ever coming close to that record ever again in a Gonzaga uniform. That is just absolutely insane. So I'm taking Derek Ravio in a blue jersey for 2007. Now for 2008, I'm going Jeremy Pargo, and I'm going a white jersey for Jeremy Pargo. This is Pargo's junior year, which is arguably his best season. He was WCC Player of the Year uh, in 2008. Led the WCC assists, actually led the WCC assists in three straight seasons, but the, the most assists that he had was his junior year where he averaged six assists per game, put him in a very elite small group of players who have ever averaged six-plus assists in a season for Gonzaga. So I'm taking Jeremy Pargo. He was, at the time, he was probably the most athletic guard Gonzaga has ever seen, and you could still argue that he is the most athletic guard that Gonzaga has ever seen. Um, some just crazy dunks, freakish athleticism, fantastic player, electric to watch. So I'm taking Jeremy Pargo, 2008, in the white jersey. So 2009, I'm going with Matt Bolden. And I'm going to go with Matt Bolden in a black jersey because 2009, I believe... I did some research on this, and I think that 2009 was the first year they had a black alternate. I could be wrong on this. If it was 2008, somebody please correct me. Uh, but I believe 2009 was the first year they used the black alternate. They had these blue and white stripes down the side, a little bit different than the black alternates they've had in the past few years. They wore them against North Carolina in that 2009 tournament in the uh, Sweet 16. I love the look of those jerseys, and I'm going to choose Matt Bolden uh, instead of Austin Day or Josh Heitfeld because I love the way that Matt Bolden played. Um, he averaged 13.5 points that year and averaged nearly five rebounds and four assists, so an all-around good player, and I love the way that he looked with his hair in that black jersey. Okay, I believe that's 11 down, and we've got 12 to go. Before we get to the final 12, today's episode is being sponsored, of course, by Built Bar. 
Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. Listen to some of the amazing flavors they've got going on right now. German chocolate cake. Sounds fantastic. Strawberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel. Whichever one of those you want, you can get them. And if you want them all, get a mixed box. Whatever you choose, it's going to be soft, it's easy to chew, and it's going to be absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health-conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein, which is 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, we're back with the final 13 years of jerseys, starting in 2010 and ending with this coming season, 2022. 2010, we're going with Stephen Gray, and we're going with Stephen Gray in the White Uni. I thought about taking Elias Harris in his freshman year, honorable mention for him, um, but Stephen Gray was one of the reasons that Gonzaga kind of stayed afloat in that 2010-2011 period. Um, so I think he deserves the nod here. And then in 2011, you absolutely 100% have to take Courtney Vandersloot in the blue uni. Uh, you can take whatever color you want of Courtney Vandersloot jersey. Just make sure that you've got Courtney Vandersloot um, because she's arguably the second best and most important player to ever come through Gonzaga, regardless, men, women, basketball, soccer, baseball, whatever sport you want. She's a top three athlete to ever come through Gonzaga. And if there's another jersey number that's ever going to be retired in the rafters after Adam Morrison's went up this past year, it should be Courtney Vandersloot. You can argue whoever you want on the men's side, uh, but Courtney Vandersloot absolutely should have her jersey retired in the rafters at the McCarthy Athletic Center. Her senior season, she took Gonzaga to the Elite Eight uh, for the first time and only time. In school history, she averaged 19.8 points and 10.2 assists, a walking double-double in the second round to beat UCLA. She had 29 points and 17 assists in that game. Her uh, NCAA tournament run, she had 34 points, 29 points, 29 points, 25 points. She was absolutely unbelievable um, and guided Gonzaga to their only Elite Eight appearance. And again, she is a top three athlete to ever come through the school in any list that is... You know, if you're trying to do these jersey lists or retiring lists or whatever, Courtney Vandersloot absolutely has to be on that list. And she's on mine. 2011, Courtney Vandersloot. I've taken the blue jersey. 2012, and this is the one novelty one that I will give myself, and that's Guy Landrietti. Guy Landrietti, I've talked about him here on this podcast before. Uh, he's the one guy that I had a love for, um, and I thought that he was much, much better than what he actually was. Um, so I'm going to take his jersey. The first game that I ever worked for television, I was a utility on the home opener of Guy Landrietti's senior year, and so I was sitting underneath the basket just gripping cables, essentially. And Guy Landrietti scored a career-high 16 points. He never scored more points than that in his career. Uh, but he had 16 points in that season opener, and I thought he was going to be like the best player on the team that year. Of course, that didn't turn out to be the case, but I was always super, super high on him, um, and I've still kind of kept that um, that feeling that he was actually better than what he kind of played in the system. So I'm taking Guy Landrietti in 2012 um, as kind of my my one novelty uniform, if you will. 2013, it's got to be Kelly Olynyk, and I'll take Kelly Olynyk in the blue jersey. 
Kelly Olynyk, uh, his breakout season in 2013 is one of the greatest stories of Mark Few's career, and is really one of the better stories of the last 10 years in all of college basketball. Uh, he's had one of the most efficient seasons in modern college basketball history. He's one of just seven players in the last 30 years to average 17 points and seven rebounds while shooting at least 62% from the field and 75% from the free throw line. And his impact for years to come because of his redshirt season uh, is still felt to this day. So I'm taking Kelly Olenek in 2013 in a blue jersey. And then in 2014, I'm going with Kevin Pangos, and I'm going Kevin Pangos in the black alternates. I know a lot of people don't like the black alternates for you know whatever reason, uh, but I think the black alternates are their nicest looking uniforms that they have. Kevin Pangos, of course, I've talked about during the recruiting rankings. I think he's the most underrated uh, player in terms of pure impact on the future of the program um, that Mark Few has ever had. So I'm taking my boy Kevin Pangos in 2014. And then 2015, I'm taking Shamit Karnowski. I had to find a way to fit him in here somehow because he's the winningest player in the history of college basketball. So I'm taking Karnowski in 2015 in the white jersey. And then in 2016, I'm going DeMontis Bonus. And I think you have to take DeMontis Bonus. Um, I think Kyle Wilcher is probably one of the biggest snubs on this list, uh, but I just I, I wanted Karnowski and I wanted Sabonis more than I wanted Kyle Wilcher. And Demontis Sabonis is going to be a blue jersey because the game I think that I associate the the three games really that I associate Sabonis most with. Number one is the comeback at USF uh, where they're down like twelve late in that game. And Sabonis and Wilcher pretty much Sabonis by himself took over that game. And I think that was the game that created the uh, the GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, of him on the floor screaming after an and one. And then the two tournament games against Seton Hall and Utah, both of them, Gonzaga is wearing their blue uniforms. And DeMontis Sabonis completely took over both of those games. So I'm taking Sabonis in a blue jersey, one of the best dominant players to ever come through Gonzaga. And then in 2017, I'm going Nigel Williams-Goss, of course. And I'm going to take him in the black jersey. I know that kind of brings up bad memories because that's the uniform that they wore in the national championship lost to North Carolina. But the jersey itself is sick. I don't care what anybody says. The black uniforms are the best uniforms that they have had uh, up until this past season when they kind of debuted a couple tweaks and they're, they're kind of home cream colors. Those have been pretty nice. But I'm taking Nigel Williams-Goss in 2017. 2018, I'm taking Killian Tilly in the white uniform. That was his best season as a Zag. Uh, without his injury in uh, the, the NCAA tournament, Gonzaga could have made a run to the Final Four there. But that was by far his best season in a Gonzaga uniform. That uh, WCC tournament was one of the best WCC tournament performances ever, where he hit, what was it, 10 or 11 straight three-pointers in two games. And then in 2019, I'm going Rui Hachimura, but I'm taking Rui Hachimura in the turquoise jersey. If you guys remember the turquoise alternates that Gonzaga used, Three out of four years between 2016 and the 2019 seasons. I'm taking Rui Hachimura in the turquoise jersey because I've got to get one of those turquoise alternates. I need one alternate. Pretty much all the main alternates I have to have. i got to have a red one, a black one, those um, royal blues from back in the day, and I've got to get a turquoise. So I'm taking Rui Hachimura in the turquoise in 2019. I'll take Corey Kispert in the white jersey in 2020. I will take Jalen Suggs from this past year and the home alternates. The home alternates this year are slightly different than the regular ones because they say Zags on the chest instead of Gonzaga with the kind of the reddish outline. It's just all white Zags 
on the chest. And it's the the uniform that he wore in the semifinal game in his shot against UCLA. So it's the most iconic photo of him, uh, you know, on the table throwing his hands in the air is the the zags right across the front of the jersey. So I'm taking the home alternates uh, with Jalen Suggs in 2021. And then in 2022, I'm going to go ahead and take Drew Timmy. I'm not sure which jersey I want yet. Kind of wait and see if they introduce more alternates. But the kind of the cream home alternate they have, that they have with like the old school Bulldog logo, those are pretty sick. Um, so that's kind of my default right now if they don't come out with anything new. But I think Drew Timmy is going to be the player that I choose over Chet Holmgren. Of course, if this year goes differently, I may end up choosing Chet Holmgren by the end of the year. Um, but I love the way Drew Timmy plays. I think he deserves a mention here. There's a lot of snubs on this list. It's really hard to go through 23, 24 years, whatever it's been, and just choose one player from each year. So there are a lot of snubs on here. If you think there's anything that's super, super egregious or you want to give me your own thoughts or your own list, or even if you want to just give me your top five, I think that would be cool. If you guys sent me your top five jerseys that you guys would buy from Gonzaga history and which jersey it would be, you know, whites, home whites, road blues, alternate blacks, alternate turquoise, alternate reds, whatever it is. If you guys want to tweet me after the show, after you guys listen, give me your top five jerseys that you would buy in Gonzaga history. And I'll read a few of those tomorrow on the show. Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. Tomorrow, we'll read some of those. And we're also going to recap Chet Holmgren in the United States. And they take on Australia this morning at 1030. And then we're also going to give a preview of the bracket play that is going to start tomorrow. Uh, So we'll talk about the entire FIBA U19 World Cup tomorrow morning. And then we're also going to talk about the Gonzaga women's team. Because it's been a while since I talked about them, and I want to give them a little bit of love. And so we're going to do a state of the program, which is what I did for the men's team about a month and a half ago. We're going to do that for the women's team tomorrow as we look ahead to next season. Don't forget you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today on the show, they're asking this, what is the key for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals? Get more of the sports news you need less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please, please, please leave us a five-star rating. You can follow me on Twitter at SCARGO. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Zags. If you want to email a show with any questions or ideas that you have for me to talk about, feel free to do so. LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.